This week on the Stabby Road Podcast. I love that little Joe is like, that doesn't look anything like William Shatner. It looks a hell of a lot like Michael Myers, though. Who the hell is Michael Myers? Shut up, you'll know in five years. <laughs> I'm a prophet, I tell you a prophet. <laughs> Actually, I'm the Forrest you. Gump of Hollywood. Who the fuck is Forrest Gump? You'll know in 20 years. I love that little Joe is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna know, huh? huh? Michael Myers is gonna fuck shit up, huh? The Stabby Road Podcast is intended for mature audiences. So why are you listening? This is the Stabby Road Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Joe Santa. Welcome back to Stabby Road, the podcast where multiple generations look at important themes and subject matter uh, through the eyes of horror films of their respective generations. Um, I, I did say I'm Joe Santa. I'm Joe Santa, and uh, uh, allow me to introduce my um, esteemed co-hosts without using the word um too many times and making Rob's life uh, difficult. Um, to my left, ladies and gentlemen, award-winning uh, adult actress, I just uh, adult actress, comedian, cosplayer, crafter, and all-around wonderful person. Sonia Harcourt. Representing uh, millennials. The, the millennials. Uh, to my right, award-winning Filmmaker and Sesame Street director representing Generation X. Elmo. <laughs> and on the other side of the camera in Villa Video Village representing Generation Z sporting a porn stash today. Yes. It is. Stabby Tech Josh. Okay, great. Is that, is that in so reference to like the, the, the last mustache? time we recorded? Yeah. Well, I was, okay, so I was on the fence about it. Uh-huh. And I was like, after our conversation, I was like, I'm going to try it out. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, Shout I think out it's Flush working Mechanic. for me. Shout Mechanic, yep. Yeah. Bringing it back. Sh- shout him out. It works. You got to have a certain face for that. I, I, the fairy lights might be why oh, you're, uh, yeah. you feel Let's weird. Let's turn those on. <laughs> but I will say, I don't think they like to be called fairy lights these days. Uh, the mine. main reason, yes, that looks so much them. better. The main reason I did the mustache was Aaron Taylor Johnson and Bullet Train. Oh, okay. That's such a good look. Got it. Okay, if you say so. So this week. Uh, <laughs> Just a is, little bit of social catching uppery. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a while since we've been in the room. It yeah. It feels like forever. Life uh, got crazy for everybody. It did. Uh, I had Toy Fair. Uh, then I had COVID. Yeah. Which I got at Toy Fair. Womp womp. And. Um, before Toy Fair, I don't think we recorded because I think I couldn't record the week before Toy Fair. So we're talking, we haven't been together for about a month. About a month, yeah. yeah. So how's everybody's spooky season going? We are filming this in October. Yep. As you can see, I'm rocking the Halloween 3 merch. Hell yeah, yes. I'm yep. dressed up for the occasion. Let's yep. go, spooky season. So uh, we are spending the next three episodes on what we're calling School Days Z-E. Wow, that's really funny. No one's done that before. So all of the topics, uh, all of the films are going to revolve around school, students, uh, uh, teachers, and all kinds of um, fun activities like that. This week, we're starting with my pick, which I know everyone loved, uh, 1981's Strange Behavior, also known as School Kids, uh, excuse me, Dead Kids. It was released, at least in America, as Strange Behavior. Uh, in Australia, excuse me, in Canada, it was released as Dead Kids. Hmm. And going by our new rule here at Stabby Road, I am going to read the IMDb description. And I guess what we should do is we should read the IMDb description at the beginning of the show, then have the listeners guess 
what film it is. That'd be cute. Because <laughs> I, I, I guarantee Joe, no they've clicked on the episode. They yeah. know what the movie is. We can do. We can maybe that's do that on Instagram, like before we post Wait, it. That's oh, your, that's good. Oh, that's or cool. we could do like a sideshow. <gasps> okay. I have an idea. At the end of this episode, remind me. Okay. Somebody okay. remind me about the IMDb. So strange IMDb behavior. Okay. You write that down because we all have ADHD. Exactly. Somebody's going to forget it. That's why it. I'm writing it down. A scientist is experimenting with teenagers and turning them into murderers. That doesn't say shit about this. No, not at all. Also, that's a bit of a spoiler because you don't know that. Exactly. Mm. Until like about three quarters of the way through the film. I mean, well, you have actually, an idea, but well, yeah. yeah. You've well, got an idea. You don't realize yeah. which scientist. Right. Because yeah. Fiona Lewis is, practic- is pretty much doing that. Right. And she's putting these kids through all kinds of tests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is a weird movie. Yeah. On several levels. Uh, really good pedigree cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Louise Fletcher, uh, Michael Murphy. Uh, the co-writer is Bill Condon, the man who uh, did Gods and Monsters and uh, various other uh, famous famous films. Yeah, Dreamgirls and a whole bunch of things. Yeah. He's a he, very talented fellow. The film just feels like they all had blackmail material on them. By It the feels director. like a TV movie. Uh, not even. Yeah. It feels like... At it, best. It feels like a student... Cause, there's room tone all over the place. Mm. There's there's the, the 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 lighting is terrible. It's uh anyway. So that that's the basic plot. And I can I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna let everyone else go on and I'm just gonna respond to everybody's opinion. So this week I want to start with the person I know who loved the film the most, and that would be Sonia. <laughs> so um, full disclosure. Yeah. I watched this. About a month ago, when we were originally going to record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's and that, yeah. I haven't seen it since because I had to rent it. And I was like, I'm not paying to watch that again. No, no I'm sorry. No. And I feel bad. I'm trying to look for films that don't cost any money. It's harder with some of the older yeah. and more obscure stuff. It's so, hard. Yeah. But Also, before you go forward, if you do actually want to see Strange Behavior, as of this recording, you can see it on demand for $1.99. Or there is a free trial of Fandor that you can do. We did the free trial of Fandor. And I had forgotten about it, so now we have a subscription to, to Fandor. <laughs> I loved watching that moment when we were talking about yeah. it, setting up that realization on your face. Uh, now, oh, yep, I have <laughs> yeah. a subscription. Yeah. Yep. Oh, now I. That's how they that get way. you. Right. That that yeah. they they prey on ADHD, yeah, you have man. A one week free trial, so set an alarm. Yep. <laughs> and watch strange behavior. Yep, I've signed up for six Scientology courses next week. <laughs> yeah. I I really liked Fiona Lewis was was great. She gave me um like going for kind of Rachel and Blade Runner vibes is what I got from her, mm. and I liked it. She, Yeah, she was definitely having fun with the material. I didn't give a shit about any of the characters, though. That no, none of, there was no buildup in terms of, like, setting their lives up, or I just, I did not connect with anybody. And so it was hard to stay invested because of that. Um, Yeah, the lighting was flat. Some of the dialogue was really weird and unnatural. I I don't, it felt like an adult trying to write teens kind of thing. Um, The coordinated random dance at the party Mm -hmm. that I remember. Camp, loved Um, it. I mean, if they were theater kids, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. To Josh's point, it was an attempted camp. Mm. I enjoyed it. That's the problem I have with the film 
itself, and I'm sure that's what you're having difficulty. Yeah, the film doesn't know what kind of film it is. No, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, it, it, like if you're gonna be camp, you have to know your camp. Right. Yeah. And this did not know it was camp, but it didn't quite decide what it wanted. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like it was not the most boring or painful. It was just like I said, I just didn't connect with anybody. It was just like I'm watching this because I have to kind of. It wasn't horrible, but it was just <clears throat> meh. It was there. It was there. It exists. Hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you made this movie, guys. Good on you. But I, yeah, I, the twist at the end was OK. Mm-hmm. It was all right. I was thinking that it was going to be more maybe Fiona. I was thinking maybe Fiona Lewis's character was actually his mother that had been like brainwashed oh, by the scientists That's... instead. Okay. Um, and so when that wasn't the thing, I was like, uh, oh, oh. I'm glad you had theories because I was so lost at that point. I just checked out. Oh, really? After the party, I was just like, yeah. You said you liked the film. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. It was just, I, I got lost. Not like I checked out and I just was, I was like, I, I don't know what's happening. I'm just going the, on for the vibes. It's I get that. Yeah. The yeah. script was very all over the place. It's easy to be like, what's happening? Which is interesting because again, it was Bill Condon, who is an excellent writer, who, cue the Forrest Gump music, um, <laughs> who I had Wait, met. In three, two. And now another tale from Joe Senna, Forrest Gump of Hollywood. I met Bill Condon when I worked at Universal uh, at a, it was a cocktail party that um, one of the big mucky mucks was throwing and he interviewed, he introduced me to Bill. Uh, Bill was a, he said, I, I know you two guys will get along together because you're both big monster movie fans. Aww. So we sat and we just chatted for, for a while and I had no idea this was the man who was in the middle of production on Gods and Fucking Monsters. Mm, wow. Which is a brilliant film. And um, yeah, had, that, that, so there you go. So I... You know, hobnob with Bill Condon at a at a Hollywood cocktail party. I mean, who knows? So you maybe hob, you hobnobbed at a Mucky Mucks with Bill Condon. I just wanted, I just wanted to make and, that clear. In case you know, anyone yeah. forgets, which generation Joe is representing. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. resemble that remark, you little yes. whippersnapper. <laughs> good, good point, Rob. That was so, great. But, wow. Okay. Yeah, we were all you know, <laughs> the stick in the hula hoop down the down the the road. <laughs> Listening to our wax cylinders. <laughs> your wax cylinders. Wow. Playing Mumbledy Peg in the, in the backyard. <laughs> the devil's game. <laughs> so, all right, all right, Mr. Smarty Pants, uh, film student, uh, director of uh, major TV series. Tell you, tell me what you think about this film. So, um, yes, I agree with uh, with Sonia. Is that it, it's kind of all over the place. It didn't really know what it wanted to be. However, there's something about it that I actually enjoyed watching. Yeah. Now, I want to address that first, because Michael Laughlin, who who directed this, proposed originally was supposed to be a trilogy of films. He actually made two. Huh. The second movie is actually called Strange Invaders, which is more about an alien invasion. Okay. That wacky sort of style works way better in Strange Invaders than it does. And, and the whole point of the three movies was that they're supposed to be... It, this is like the original Cornetto trilogy. Okay. They they were supposed to be three separate movies, three com- all different characters, all different stories, most of the same cast. Okay. So Strange Invaders has Louise Fetchers. It's got it's got um, um, Fiona Lewis. Fiona Lewis and a bunch of a lot of people, the same people. Um, but that one worked, I thought, better in terms of his. That one is on Tubi, style. by the way. Oh. Strange Invaders yeah. is on Tubi. Yes. Nice. Okay. 
uh, as of this recording. I have to keep saying that legally. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I why. don't think you need to I, legally. I, yeah, I guess not, yeah. They're not going to sue you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, no, I just want people complaining. Like, I went to Tubi. It wasn't there. Like, One of our in, six listeners is going to narc. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like our five viewers are going to get pissed off at this. So, um, but that works there. So, yeah, it, it's it's for me. It was a grand experiment. Mm. And I'm all for experimenting in film. Things work. Things don't work. Uh, there's a lot of things in it that we actually see now today. Like that whole opening. There's a whole opening scene. Uh, a montage of stuff. Mm. Which is where nothing happens. And I'm, I'm saying that purposely because, you know, he gets up. He's... He weirdly walks around nude with his dad. I I'll, won't touch Very that. But odd. anyway, that was really odd. But he eats breakfast. He, you know, he, we get to see the town mm-hmm. through him just driving around. And by him, I mean um, Dan Sure. Right. Uh, I have a fun little trivia about him later. But and you see that a lot now in in a lot of more uh, uh, what we call elevated films, like like an A twenty four. A lot of films start the same way now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I it, I don't it definitely didn't come from here, but it was it was definitely an architectural piece that we sort of follow now. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it that. There's a there's a lot of um, there's there's an, a character actor in it that let me let me I'm gonna find who is he I know is. who you're talking about. Yeah. I forgot his name exactly, but uh, you so I, know. I, I felt like you know. Oh, did he know that they were shooting? <laughs> his name is Charles Lane. Yeah. Charles oh Lane, God! Yep. Charles Lane was in "It's a Wonderful Life." He was old then, <laughs> and you're looking at this going, "How the fuck is he even animated? Like how how is this man moving around?" That's why I thought that he, uh, they they started shooting and they. And they told him, "You, know, Mr. Lane, we're gonna start shooting now. You could get off the chair so we could, we could shoot." But he, no, no one wanted to move him because no, they were he afraid just, they were gonna yeah. break him. He yeah. just happened oh. to be hanging around. Yeah, I'm sure the sound guy had a problem because his bowels were probably violently moving constantly. <laughs> oh my you know god! I mean? Because he had to have been 106. Like I, I don't know how this man is still moving, and he was still relatively animated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was like he was. It wasn't like it was just like. No, know, he was. Like, he was. He was acting, mm-hmm. you know. So, so God bless the guy for doing that mm. because he was—he's uh, well, been now. old forever. <laughs> and I think he died like last week or something like that. No, <laughs> oh no, god, no, no. He, died, like, okay. like, he died. I think in the eighties or something. Okay, fifty years old. He died. Um, oh my god, he died in two thousand and seven. Holy oh. shit! He was a hundred and two when he died. Wow. That's god incredible. Damn. Good yeah. for you, Charles. He was born in nineteen oh five. Wow. He was born before we had radio. Wow. And he was still acting his butt off in this. Yeah. And he was, he was like, you know what? He was like Benjamin Button, but like he never got younger. Oh, (laughs) That's the button that he, that was the button from Benjamin Button. He, he was like, the button. Yeah, he was the button for Benjamin. There's no Kane in Citizen Kane. No, there's uh, (laughs) no. He was the button. He was the button. Benjamin Button. Uncredited. Yes. Yes. The uncredited button. He, that guy was old. He was born old. Yeah. Now there, there are just some people. There are a lot of actors like that where you're yeah. like, they looked the same. They're into, like, I mean, I love her, but like Maggie Smith. Yeah. Maggie Smith has been old. Yeah. Her whole I, career. You know, interesting. You know, Maggie Smith's son uh, had a recurring role on Outlander, mm. and I thought to myself. 
Who is this creepy guy who looks like Maggie Smith in a mask? <laughs> oh, no. And well, yeah, it was yep. Maggie Smith's son. There you go. There goes any chance of getting Maggie Smith's son on our show. Or Maggie or, or, or Smith. Maggie Smith. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we do our Downton Abbey meets Outlander yeah. episode, yeah. We'll, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll reach out. We have a yeah. better chance of getting Charles Lane on the show now <laughs> <Yeah>. than we <laughs> do getting Maggie Smith. <laughs> but good. the funny thing yeah. is, though, the, uh, it, the, the pedigree of people they had on the show, yeah. in the film... Mm-hmm. And Charles Lane, who really had nothing to do in the film. No, was he the they, mayor or something? He was. You couldn't tell because he, uh, the uh, Michael Murphy was the was the head cop. Right. Okay, but he sat to the side of his desk. Yeah. It was his desk. Yeah. And the police. Wait, was Charles Lane the one running around looking for fat ladies? Pardon? No, no, but we'll no, get to that. Okay. Charles no. Lane, we'll Charles Lane was the yeah. old guy. He was the old guy in, in the, the detective's office. office. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then, right. I, I think he, he just couldn't mayor. move. I, I think he was the mayor. Is that what it was implied? I thought, yeah, I thought I maybe he was like Somebody an was assistant. The mayor. I'm trying to remember. Like, one of them was the mayor. Joe, I, th- I feel like you're going to be upset if no one says something. You messed up your hair a little bit with uh, your headphones. You've got to. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How 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 bad? There you go. There you go. Okay, there you go. good. Yeah. We can't have that now. <laughs> I, know, I, yeah. I know you'd be mad. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, you know, for all of you who are listening, thank you for not saying it. <laughs> for all the people who are listening, thank you for noticing Joe's hair that you couldn't possibly see if you're listening. We love you. Promise. So, yes. They great, dread, Michael Murphy, another what's wonderful strange, actor. Yeah. Right. A lot of Louis great Fletcher, American Who did actors, a great job, I thought, Louis Fletcher. Who yeah. were all dragged to fucking Australia. Right. To shoot this film. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is what adds to the weirdness of That's the film. That's a Because hike. they were trying to make it... <clears throat> Like the middle America. Yeah. Wow. So the disconnect is is almost something they couldn't help. It's like if we were shooting a movie in in Manhattan and said Deliverance Two. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Deliverance Two. Exactly. Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Um. So I have a movie idea, guys. (laughs) So it was was, that that there were a lot of pieces. Like you said, like the opening, there were right. pieces of things that worked, and that you could worked, tell yeah. people, talented people, were a part of it. It just didn't come together. Yeah, I blame the director and the cinematographer because if you look up their IMDb's, they didn't do a heck of a lot much afterwards. Oh. Right. And he had the same cinematographer for his second film. Yeah, and he had the same cinematographer for a handful of other films he had done mm-hmm. afterwards. So it's almost like the director never got the memo or never listened to anybody saying. Okay, Get a better director of photography. Get another guy to write the script. It's like, no, 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 I'm going to do it my way. Mm. And then eventually people were like, I'm not going to give you any more money. Right. Because the first film, Strange Behavior, that once they started doing that uh, choreographed dance sequence, (laughs) that's when I said to myself, this feels like uh, a Super 8 movie made in the 1970s Mm -hmm. by somebody who was trying to do this but did not have the resources but said, I'm going to do it anyway because Mm. in my head it looks like this. Right. And that actually adds to the weirdness of the film. Yeah. So I, I saw this actually first run in a theater. So did I. Oh, wow. Okay. You both paid that amount of money to see it? <laughs> well, it, it was, it just seemed, it was a strange looking movie. Yeah. It was like, like just, it was 81, so it had that kind of like, yeah. And like I was like sort of 16, new wave kind so of thing. I was like just on the verge of just going out to movies on my own. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, well, what's like weird movies that I can see? And you'd like, yeah. you'd see them in like, Starlog magazine or Fangoria magazine, things like that. And so I was like, okay, that's weird. Let me go see. It. Right, right. Also, Sonia, this was 1981. They probably paid less than you did to rent it. <laughs> yes, that's true. 
Well, I yeah. didn't pay the priest. The yeah. priests that took me to oh see the movie. Oh my God! Bravo, Josh. Paid for it. But, yeah, no, no, oh Joe, God. no, Joe paid for it. <laughs> Many years later. No. <laughs> However, that was the film where I developed my spider sense. Oh my God! For yeah, so I was an altar boy. And oh. The priest took me to see the movie. Then you got to and, the bottom of the popcorn bucket. And... And... <laughs> oh God. And uh, somewhere during the film, I just developed a spider sense and said, I don't want to go to the movies with this guy anymore. To the mm. point where I had my parents, whenever he would call the house and say, hey, Joe, does Joe want to see another movie? Oh, that I, is I creepy. I told my parents to say, Joe is busy. Joe oh, is this, yeah. God. Wait, and your parents didn't do that on, on instinct? No, because it was the 70s and 80s. They didn't understand. Yeah. They didn't know. They didn't have the radar. Yeah. yeah. No, well, you you grew up them, with this being like part of your right. you know cultural consciousness. Right. This was when back and especially with how religious it sounds like your mom was. Right. Like priests were infallible. Yes. Yeah. My exactly, mother was, yes. and God rest her soul, Piper Laurie passed this week. Right. But uh, yeah, my mom's mom was Piper Laurie. Oh. Oh my God. Um, yeah. When it came to the religion. Honestly, so, may I say that yeah. explains so much. Mm. Oh yeah, really. It's textbook case mm. but uh my parents did at least they trust they they knew enough about how i reacted to say all right maybe we need to you know let's trust him and not be like oh he's a nice priest mm. go see the movie yeah. with him go and see the later movie on, with father patrick hansey <laughs> uh, but later on sure enough came out that this particular priest no really yep, wow. oh absolutely, god absolutely so bullet dodge yeah. ladies and gentlemen bravo wow. Trust uh, your gut, fellow sags, because that is our thing, and we never do, do we? God. Right. Rarely, ever. Boy, that is some strange behavior, don't you think? <laughs> nice. Uh, wheel our way back onto nice. that road. And you know yeah. when, and you know when uh, I knew that there was a problem? <laughs> the sequence where uh, the, the, the fellow whose name I forget... Uh, is in the bathroom and he pees blood. Oh, oh God. God. Okay, that that scene was... The, the way they shot that was... Yeah. That Didn't was... we watch another movie where they were peeing blood? Maybe. For the show? For the show? Or was that just on my free time? <laughs> it's entirely possible. I You you asked me to yeah. tell you what movies we've watched at this point, and I will have an aneurysm, so I don't know. I just, I just remember watching that like two movies in a row, and I was like, I don't, that hurts to look at. Have you ever actually done it? No, I oh, haven't. Oh, okay. Ow. It's worse than you think it is. I can imagine. Wow. I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Well, at that moment, the way the priest reacted did just for some reason. Beep, 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 beep. Interesting. Wait, how did he react? Did he just like laugh out loud? Or <laughs> no, it was the way he or said. Or excuse himself from the bathroom? It was the like, way he, he said. No, it was just the way he said, oh my goodness. It just. Okay. It was just creepy. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. And I'm like, Joe's not allowed to pick movies anymore. Yeah. yeah. This is really unlocking something for you. <laughs> No, that that was the way they shot. That was actually pretty well done. It was really disturbing. Yes. Yeah, I'll was. give them that. Yeah, Joe, I think we're gonna start doing these without cameras, but a therapist in the room, <laughs> and uh, see how that goes therapy. for you. I have my therapy on Wednesday. Okay, so, okay. So usually okay. the day after I, I could, you know. Oh, good. So just in time to trauma dump on all of us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow Joe's gonna go and go. Hey, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, it's yeah. all good. I don't need therapy it out anymore. On, on live in front of a hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah, hundred thousand. Oh, you're so generous, dude. <laughs> yeah, I uh, say, no, I, I, sure I've actually looked at the metrics. It is a hundred thousand people, oh, okay. actually. Good. Oh, really? Yeah. No, not even close. Oh, yeah, fuck you! Kidding. I got what, excited for a second. What, what metric? Look, I know I'm bad at math. Guys, yeah. I'm a camera person. Do not listen to anything I say. <laughs> yeah, God. You did, <laughs> did not dick. go up with the metric system. The uh, idea behind the film, however, mm. was was. It, it was supposed to, they they said that it was supposed to be an homage to 
1950s mad scientist mm-hmm. horror films, like like okay. the would die or something like okay. that. Okay, that, that makes a little more sense. It yeah. does. It, yeah, like the beach party <clears throat> kind of movie vibes. Well, like, it, it was I, combination beach party and and like mad scientist. Yeah, okay. I mean, There's no monster in it. Right. Despite the fact that uh, you know, and and I get I got lost, so I couldn't remember who was a killer and who wasn't. Yeah, it was. It's a very disjointed film. Obviously, Bill Condon wrote it because when he was young, because he was the young boy in the first scene who gets stabbed. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, Which I loved. I love like that opening. Yeah, the opening was pretty the opening decent. Was great. Yeah. yeah, that opening scene was terrific. Yeah. Un- it unfortunately hooked me. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a great movie," <laughs> and then <laughs> and let down. It's all right. It's fine. Yeah. And it, it, again, it felt like he was his reach, ex, ex, uh, his grasp, reach, grasp. What's the phrase? His or his reach. eyes were bigger than his stomach. Thank you. His eyes were bigger than his stomach. <laughs> that was it. Like uh, he had big visions, but just no actual way to really pull it off. So the first time right. I saw it, I didn't get all of that. It mm-hmm. just felt yeah. like a weird movie. Now I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, this poor soul. I know what he's trying to do. Yeah, he, he sees one thing in his head and the camera's seeing something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Now, Michael Laughlin was not a young guy. He was, he was, he was, I think in his 40s or something. The director? Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Bill Condon. No, I'm just saying, but I'm saying in, in contrast to Bill Condon. Oh, yeah. That he wasn't, like, he wasn't a newbie. Yeah. So I, I uh, yeah. yeah. So but yeah, he I only has Somebody... three films on his IMDb. Yeah. It's this Strange Invaders and then Mesmerized, and each yeah. time it seems like the ratings drop. So yeah. he just never could quite get whatever he was seeing in his head mm-hmm. out yep. and onto film to right. translate. Yeah. But somebody threw it. Yeah, so I'd like to know where all the money went. <laughs> right. Because he obviously spent a lot of money on getting a bunch of Americans to come over to Australia right. to shoot that film. There must have been like a tax credit or something, right? Well, yeah, yeah, those wacky point. 70s sets. Like, yeah. You know, like the, all, all the stuff in the Institute. Oh, Lord. You know, the, like the, there's there's that one shot of uh, inside the thing, and you could tell it's just a bunch of cardboard boxes. Oh that, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that were and and I was like clever. I mean, it was actually cleverly constructed. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm looking at it as a filmmaker, going, "That's just a ton of cardboard yep. boxes." Yep. So I would like yeah. to know who in the production, and they were they looked at the script and they said, "Okay, at the party, there's a killer with a mask. There's been a million killers with masks up to this point." Not but, actually uh, that many at this point when this was made. Got, uh, uh, there were a paper three. bag. We've got uh, three, yeah. Shatner. We've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, uh, Billy Zane. We'll do Billy Zane. We'll do a, a rubber mask of Billy Zane's face <laughs> as the killer. And that'll be what uh, what we'll be running around with. Billy so, Zane's so full, face? Full disclosure. That, you know, no, I it, was f- not, it was not Billy Zane. Not by a long shot. Uh, looks exactly was, yes. like Billy no, Zane. the mask was... Uh, there's an actor by the name of Tor Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. And Tor Johnson is probably most famous for being in Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that's who that that's who that mask is. I'm going to see if I can find an image. I'd be rather upset if you compared him to Tor Johnson. In fact, Tor Johnson's mask I'll fucking is... take it. Fuck Billy Zane. <gasps> At the end of... Hold on. Wait, wait, no, wait, Billy just... Zane is cool. Wait, I'm just crossing Billy, Billy Zane. Billy Zane's cool. Guest list. There we go. Billy, yeah. no, I have. Our guest list is dwindling, I, by the way. I love I that man, Billy and I got Zane him to sign top. my, my. I actually um, have no beef with Billy Zane. I like Billy Zane. Yeah, yeah. but please don't cut her off, uh, Sonia, off when you. When sorry, she's talking about I'm sorry. Where Billy Zane signed? Could you? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! I wish it was something as good as my tit or something, but no, my copy of uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon oh, okay. Night. Oh, nice. Yeah. So well, I, shout somehow, out. Somehow that's cool. Uh, yeah. No, that would have been cooler. <laughs> Maybe someday. Eh? Eh? You never know. I just leave it there for the tattoo artist to just like... <laughs> yeah. 
Could you use this as a template? Please, thank you. Strange behavior mask. I want to because I'm I'm visually I again it's been so long yes. since I watched it yeah, that it I'm like uh, this this does not look like what that mask was. No, it doesn't look quite that. Detailed. It looks like nowadays, uh, fucking. <laughs> Oh yeah, there we go. Okay. No, not no. Fast I, I thought and it was furious. a little more Fester Adams, personally. Oh, that was the vibe like Vin it gave Diesel. me. <laughs> it just looks like Vin Diesel. What? No, I, I got it. Gave me Fester Adams vibes. It, that mask was so famous. That looks like if Vin Diesel was on a spaceship and and he went into the airlock. <laughs> Tell me that's not Vin Diesel's face. No, bro, no, no. that not is literally at all. Vin Diesel. No, <laughs> no, Josh. Okay, in the movie Ed Wood. Tor Johnson is a character because right. they they're, they're obviously doing a film about the man who made Plane Plane Nine from Outer right. Space. Mm-hmm. And in the where did they go sequence of the film at the end, it said Tor Johnson went on to blah 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 and became most famous as a Halloween mask. Aww. Because it was a pretty. It was a big fa- Don Post. Yep. A famous Don, Don Post. Don mask. Post was one was the big Halloween mask Aww. guy. Back so that was even eighty one. I saw that film and I'm like, oh, he's wearing a Tor Johnson mask. I mean, you know, one could argue similarly for William Shatner. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just saying. Did you know that William the the uh, Michael Myers, uh, William Shatner mask, which of course we all know was a Captain Kirk mask. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the reason why that Captain Kirk mask was so fucking ugly is because it was taken from a life cast of him from the movie The Devil's Reign. Where oh he had God. yes, where he had stuff oh, so over he ha- his eyes. They did they did a cast of him in prosthetics. Yes. That, what? That's why it looks so weird. Yes. Okay. Because I used to I, I would see the mask before it was all painted and yeah. what and be like I could kind of see Shatner Someone in there. Someone side by side on the internet of William Shatner in The Devil's Reign. What He's got the like hell? the blacked out eyes and then the Michael Myers Myers mask next to him. Like oh that explains it because I remember when that mask first came out in the seventies. But who in the back why? of the Starlog? And I'm thinking why with the makeup right? On. No, why? I think, I think what happened was they didn't do the cast of the make of his face with the makeup. Oh on. Jesus! They took. Ooh. Right, there you go. Wow, that's freaky. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what they did, I think, was take a cast of, there's a cast of his face, and obviously they built up the prosthetics on it so it would fit his eyes, and they just, someone cast that. Look, there's a billion of you guys out there who collect this stuff and know everything about it. So someone could fill in the gaps here. It's like making a copy of a copy, That's maybe. basically right yeah. what happened. It's like a little multiplicity. Okay. I remember when that mask came out, and I'm like, Man, that's really not a great likeness of Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> they nailed Leonard Nimoy, but yeah. they hmm. could not get. And, and then, well, and there then, you go. well, now, so. yeah, now he's apart from Captain Kirk. Will probably be remembered best as a mask. Right. <laughs> I love that little Joe is like that. Doesn't look anything like William Shatner. It looks a hell of a lot like Michael Myers, though. Who the hell is Michael Myers? Shut up! You'll know in five years. <laughs> <laughs> After, I'm I, a Forrest Gump of Hollywood. Who the fuck is Forrest Gump? You'll know in 20 years. I love that you, little Joe is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, you're going to know. Huh? Huh? Michael Myers is going to fuck shit up. Huh? <laughs> I love that's where your brain went. Uh, uh, what movie are we talking about? We're talking about the uh, strange behavior. Oh, George yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnson mask. Yeah. The, uh, the, you could, the, the most... On point thing about that film was Fiona Lewis's hairdo. Mm. That was it. Yeah. The hairdo, I think, alone is all that they got right for the tone they were trying to set. Her yeah. entire aesthetic. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. like her makeup, and hair her ensemble, her, just yeah. her whole and her acting. Yes. So, like she understood the well, assignment she, for because sure. Because she was also right. she was a Hammer Girl. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And I, th- I'm guessing that's probably also why. She, McLaughlin Hyder is yeah. sort of a legacy character. To, yeah, she was great. Yeah, she really, was my favorite part yeah, of the movie. She was also Robert Quarry's girlfriend in Dr. Fives Rises Again. Oh, I oh, need wow. to see that. Right. I haven't so, seen the sequel yet. Okay. Sequel. I just watched it again this weekend. Oh. I, I, I have to did. say, my favorite role of hers, Margaret from Inner Space. I want to, I got an IMDb her now and see what else. Yeah, I saw it once in a drive in. Oh, yeah. Her, and, her and Kevin McCarthy are the two villains. Mm hmm. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that I think explains it. But she's got that perennial fifties, right? You know, it. It. it which, what's interesting is that the Louise Viper Fletcher, yeah, she's who like played a, yeah. Nurse Ratchet, and and she's playing basically like the the hot pinup version of Miss of, of Nurse Ratchet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It that which again something that they could have nailed but didn't. Yeah. Right? They didn't sell it because uh, Louise Fletcher felt to me like. She walked onto the set and she's like, I'm not sure what movie I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I didn't realize she was the girlfriend of of uh, Michael Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. It took a little while for that to be clear. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what was the... Yeah, I had no idea what All any right, of the relationships plot point, were. Plot point in the I, film... I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Which... <coughs> hmm? No, I was going to I think I know what you're about to say. Well, yeah. the plot point... No, probably not because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going back to like the actual... The, 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 the plot of the film... Uh, hinges on some past vendetta that Michael yeah. Murphy had with the creepy, scary doctor that we had only seen earlier in films. Right. Which is why I was so goddamn confused by the end. Mm. Yeah, Dr. Lassange. That's it, Dr. Lassange. Lassange, Now, yeah. apparently he had done something to the town, and um, uh, the, uh, Michael Murphy had, uh, did he kill him? Did he say he shot him? We don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember if he he shot him, but he does. I remember the vendetta being that he killed his wife because she was working there. Yeah. Right, or an experiment, but it was something a, went wrong yeah, while right. she was they working were there. Very never clear. Yeah, it's yeah. But, well. Then at the end, you find out when it's like, "Kill your father, kill your father," yeah. and then he turns around and he kills Doctor Lassonde. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he got he knocked up. Yeah, right. The guy. So that was, but. It, yeah, no, it was it was very difficult to put together. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of just. It was like the the writers and the director and the cast knew the relationships. Mm-hmm. And so they just assumed yeah. it would read. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, no, right. well, it's you need exactly to let it. the audience in on it. We don't know who's yeah. dating who and who belongs to who. Right. And yeah, yeah, very much. It, it felt like that. Like they're like, oh, yeah, no, that's the girlfriend. Like, we don't know that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Help. So it was a. And there were one or two moments where they. Where it did feel like, okay, the director did manage to pull off something he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like when Dr. Lassange comes up. <laughs> Uh, on the on the uh, you know from the basement, mm-hmm. you know with the with the in the wheelchair. Yeah, his reveal was pretty cool. Yeah. That was great. Uh, his makeup was bad. Oh, though. the makeup was oh. terrible. And then even when you saw him at the beginning, it's like okay. Yeah. And I even in 1981, I said to myself, this guy is not a real. That's that's makeup. And yeah. Going to reveal something. He's like actually he, he 20. Like pulls it off, right? Yeah, he pulls the makeup off. The then, uh, why did Go he on. put it on in the first place? <laughs> Thank you. It's like, why the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, to dis- to disguise the fact that he was still alive. Yeah. Disguise these nuts? What the fuck? Why did he go through all that trouble? Right. Uh, I think. You know how many? I think the makeup was disguised. Prosthetic. You know how much prosthetic yeah. trouble it is to go through to put all that shit on? Yeah. He needed a fucking uh, like face mold and. 
Jesus Christ, that's a lot of work for such a dumb payoff. <laughs> it was. It's- Again, I bet you it, it sounds like it was that vision he had in his head. He was looking to have this dramatic reveal, right. and he just didn't. And he just didn't justify it. It was just no, just because. Yeah. There was a lot of just because. Oh yeah. 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 Because so, I want to. It yeah. felt like an amateur school film from the 1970s. Where yeah. Somebody, you know, he's. I've got my dad's money. And I'm going to use my dad's money to go make a movie. <laughs> and he hires a bunch of people and they all show up and they're like, uh, okay, I guess. Well, You're paying me. We've got, uh... per, we've got a, uh, two weeks of per diem, so I, I guess we might as well hang out here <laughs> and, and make something up, okay? Now you're angry and you're, you're, you're taking your anger out on that gravestone. And you know, it took half an hour for them to break the gravestone. Yeah, that went on way too long. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That went on way too long. And what was he trying to... Pre- he, he was trying to sh- show that doc- he, he knew Dr. Lassange was Wasn't alive. actually dead, yeah. It, yeah. It sh- I guess he was, like, hoping to find nothing in the coffin. Well, yeah, but yeah. The, and the weird and thing, too, and this is where... He, you only he, found the bone, the, the leg bone. Yeah. What, well, here's the thing about that, and this is where visual storytelling is very important, because he opens well, up... Well, there was none of that. And the, and, the two, and the four sets of leg bones were together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even my wife is in there, there too. She goes, "What bones are those?" And I went, "Those look like forearm bones. Oh, like two, they yep, look like two yep. sets of forearm bones because they were together." And I was like, "What significance is that?" And also, is there? There's no character walking around with extra short arms. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be the killer, you know. You know, where it's like it's like like his arms are at the base of his his hands are where his elbows are. Right. Yeah. So Rex is responsible yeah, for all exactly. the murders in that movie. <laughs> I'm angry. I have a big head and little arms. Yeah, yeah. It didn't read as leg bones until then. After when I guess later when he's revealed and you're like, okay, so the top half of you survived. Is is that what's implied? Yeah, or that you you gave up your legs for science. I wasn't sure exactly. Or like maybe your legs died before you could experiment enough on them to preserve yourself. Yeah, wasn't explained. It it was so much of that. It was like. Doctor Dr. Freudstein in House by the Cemetery had more logic behind <laughs> yeah. why his why motives he was and everything. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Lassange. Yep. Yeah, because Doctor Lassange. Okay, so he was making this thing that could manipulate people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine, but at the same time, he was doing something to keep himself alive. Yeah. What? But my question is, what's how the are connection? Those two things connected? Yeah. Well, the idea was and also why? Why were you doing stuff to? Oh, manipulate people. Well, the, the idea was to get the children to kill the parents of those who persecuted them. That is a that, lot of work. Right? A, well, you know, That's hey, we've seen Dr. Fives. Yeah. So Dr. Lassange apparently, whatever budget they were going to spend on this movie, Dr. <laughs> Lassange apparently used it to, you know. But that was the point. It was like, it was it was using the the children of, of the, the parents. people who persecuted him to kill to get the revenge. Uh, yeah. So he could get revenge. So at the end, oh, the big shock upon shock, when it's like, go ahead, kill your father, kill your father. And he turns around and he kills Dr. Lassange. Oh, he knocked up the the, the wife. I'm exasperated just talking about this. <laughs> it's, it's, there's some, but there's still something compelling about it. You have to admit that in its strangeness, no pun intended, Yeah. There is there something is compelling about mm-hmm. it. That's, yeah. that's what I said in the very beginning. There was something about it that I actually <clears throat> did like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I same. I didn't exactly what it is. And it's not the first time. I've, it's not even the second time I've seen this film. I've seen this film six or seven times. Yeah. Wow. Every time I say watch it, I say to myself, 
I don't know what it is about this film. It's yeah. one. It's one I would definitely put on in the background mm. for yeah. sure when doing maybe doing some stuff like doing chores or whatever. It's it wasn't mm. like you know we've had movies where I wasn't able to get through it and I've like turned it off mm-hmm. or paused and had to try and come back to it. Like right. th- this, I got through in one watch. You yeah. know, yeah. There's something about it. It's not. Bad. It's like I think it is like you can see the potential and like what they were going yeah, for. Right. You can see it, and it's like, oh, you were you were close, but yeah. Eh. It's, it's hard. You know, we had this conversation in the car. You know, we give a lot of people credit just for getting a film made. Yeah, right? and especially back then when it wasn't like pick up your phone and yeah, you know, Adobe Premiere and you made a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a guy who, I hate to say it, never should have made a movie. Mm. Oh, you know what? That's 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 a big blanket statement, but he never should have made a movie. Right? It, it was not it was everybody is ter- supposed to be a director. No. Abs- absolutely. And yeah. I really feel like someone threw a lot of money at him, mm-hmm. and he just. It, what's the old joke? You know, what'd you do with the money? <laughs> what money? The money you were supposed to spend on singing lessons. Right. You know mm-hmm. that that gag. Yeah. It's like, where's the rest of the money for this? Yeah, for this film, it sounds like again, he probably could speak well, and like he was probably really passionate about the yeah. ideas, like what he saw in his head. He truly right. believed yeah. in, and like could talk that into people. Yeah. And then they saw it, and they were like, maybe not. Yeah. And I and I will say again, I thought Strange Invaders was a way better film, but I think by then people had given up on him. Yeah, you know, I think it was it was it was too much too late. Gotcha. Mm. It's you like know. you can see maybe yeah. the potential might have been exactly. there, but by that yeah. point, people were like, "We're done." Yeah. Interesting. Can we can we talk about Mark McClure's character? Oh my God! Yes. Because which, which one is he again? Mark McClure was his friend, who uh, Jimmy Olsen from oh, Superman Olsen from Superman yeah. the, the, the the movie the, yeah. the goofy guy yeah. yeah. Where did he go for the entire the second you? half of the <laughs> film? Yeah. What the f- was I think he, he was the guy was... who was killed in the bathtub. Uh, well. Oh, oh yeah. but then he been... but then he shows up at the wedding at the end. Oh fuck off! Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, man. I thought because we that's what we thought we thought I've seen oh. this film six or seven times, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't remember some of the things that Rob is bringing to life. Oh my yeah. god! When the when the when the the woman who we will get to in a second, the, the college girl who is, and I will get. I'm just saying this because it it will come up in a moment. The 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 woman who is a little overweight mm-hmm. kills. Uh, the person in the bathroom who's also not like wild she's not overweight enough where like that in, would be the defining trait of her yeah. in the if 80s see, in the 80s unfortunately yeah, jo- yeah. yeah like hard bodies yeah. is a term that came so, out in the 80s yeah. it was so like we figured that was mark mcclure this is why you're the three this is why we're all so fucked up bro the three of you, you all of your generations ruined this fucking country we did we absolutely did joe this is the Wait, first time how did millennials first... what did we do Oh, every new generation is going to piss on the I know, exactly. Yeah. That's all. You know, welcome welcome to the fucking club. I know, I know. <laughs> Millennials. But what did we do? Truly, I'm genuinely curious. You guys I didn't do, did I wasn't internet. born yet for the hard, internet. But... Yeah. Oh, they invented the internet. Popularized it. We popularized the internet, for sure. It just yeah. happened to be That's there. your fault. Anybody was going to do that. Now it's a prison that. for all of us. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, I don't yeah, actually have. I, I, I had to search to find something that I don't have beef Gen with Alpha millennials. Come, yeah. It comes up and starts blaming you guys. It's <laughs> happening already. Yeah, it's happening it's already. I'm 23 generation. and I'm already aged out. What the fuck? How is what happened? Yeah, welcome to the club. It it'll happen. Yep. So when anyway, t- Rob, sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry. When this, this so then when this young lady kills uh, and manages to, to get out, mm-hmm. 
they start a search for her. Yeah. And they're in there, and the guy comes up. He goes, "What do you?" He goes, "How are you gonna find uh, this woman?" And he just screams out, "We're gonna find the fat one." Yep. <laughs> Which I guess was a funny joke at the time, but I I try to struggle to figure out. Is there a list of fat girls on the college campus? <laughs> yeah, they just had like a like a, a they found Rolodex 130, of them. There were 135 of them that they found. Apparently. So yeah, so is that part of your your school description? You know, like, are you just listed as fat girl? Maybe if you were over a certain amount of pounds, they just like put a big red X in the top corner of your paperwork. Yeah, say it was an extra check. But again, but then why? Just in case you killed someone. Yeah, in case you killed someone, at least we could narrow it down to the fat girls. Who knows, man? Back in those days, who fucking knows? Yeah, it it was probably just for the gag. Like, literally just for the gag. Like, we're gonna find the fat ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mark, I, I thought Mark McClure was also the guy in the Tor Johnson mask. I don't know if that yeah. came off because... That's what... At the party? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, well, yeah he was. He yeah. was. Yeah, he was yeah 100% was. So he actually... He came, got off scot-free. I was yep. just going to say. Yeah. It's like, so he got away with it. Yeah. Yep. He got away scot-free. But I mean, I guess you could argue he wasn't in control of himself. Like, he yeah, wasn't yeah, doing but it. still, at the but, end of the film, to be... Yeah, but he was the fat girl. He started going after her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because well, they went on a manhunt for her. Because they privilege. had a description. Yeah. Skinny privilege. Say that yeah, too. True. True. You know? I feel bad because I actually forgot the character's name. I just keep calling her the fat girl. Well, I don't. E- they don't really even. I, they do not give her a name. No, I don't think. Don't. No. Yeah, I don't think so. It's like prosecute all the fat ones in the state. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. We're gonna find the fat ones. Just they did. Yeah, they wrote that just for that. He show. also has oh, like yeah. a list. I just love how fast he comes up with a list of every fat person in the in the city. In that short, of, in, no, yeah. not in the city. In the college, it was a college at the college. Campus. It's just like yeah. like in an hour, he would just wait. He got every <laughs> yeah. fat person on, yeah. on without the, the use of the internet. By the way, just it's just, say, it's just yeah. a bunch of Rolodexes. It's like like a- in, index cards. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that's, what sa- that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's the '80s. Just like slide a bunch of beads around. All right, fat girl number one. It was it was a flabicus. <laughs> oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> Alright, that was good. A joke that may have to be cut. <laughs> that was oh, good. Oh, oh Jesus. That was good. Oh. So <sighs> how much time do we have left to talk about? I know, uh, we right? have a couple minutes. Okay. Are we doing are we doing Slasher sure, Smash for these, sure, these episodes? Well, before, before we get to Slasher Smash, I do yeah. I do want to point out that, you know, given our theme. Yeah. Okay. Uh, given our theme of yeah. school days. Uh, the, what, what, one of the things I think is a redeeming element of this film Mm -hmm. was, is it, it's exposure of the idea, which was still popular at the time, uh, experimenting on college kids. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and, you know, once they stopped doing it in the military, it's like, well, let's take some college kids Mm -hmm. here. You can earn some money. Yeah. Yeah. You poor, you poor person here. Mm -hmm. Let's do some, you know, uh, Tuskegee shit on you, right? Because of you know your 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 uh, condition, um, and the fact that people didn't seem to mind it. It was like it was just the thing. Oh, I'm going to sign up for some medical experiments. Yeah, and er- yeah. earn some earn some uh, tuition money. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, it brought it shed some that, light on that, on that. So which which I thought was a good theme for the film because mm-hmm. as we look at each of the three. Uh, horror films that we're doing that take place in schools. Uh, the one takeaway from this film, aside from the fact it took place in school and they were teenagers, was the big bad of this yeah. was the timely uh, use of 
school kids mm-hmm. uh, for medical experimentation, experimentation. Yeah. and the fact that it was so common at the time. Right, yeah. right. I went to start. Yeah. I started uh, college in 1980, and it was you saw the flyers on the bulletin yeah. boards. Wow, you know, sign up for this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. even the, then, thank God, you know. This, and this is before I went to to. This is no. This was right after yeah. I saw the movie with the priest. Right. Um, no, it was a year before because this is '81. Anyway, <laughs> I guess he liked the older ones. So, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, "Fuck, I'm not going to do this." Yeah. So I at least had some kind of wherewithal at the time to say, yeah. you know, that's stupid. Yeah. You know, if I'm not going to join ROTC. I'm certainly not going to have somebody you know, start poking me with some right. stuff. And ain't no money. That's not worth it. No, you're to pay me a hell of a lot more money. Yeah. And that was that was addressed in Stephen King's Firestarter also, which just mm. came out around the same time. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, that's literally how little Charlie was made. Right. Because right. The, the, the two of them signed up for college experiments. Yep. Yep. And when they got together and had little Charlie, she... Was she was the result, essentially the result of those experiments. Yeah. The Fury. Wasn't the Fury the same thing? Yes, I think so. The Fury think, was the same thing with like think, five Stephen King novels. Yeah, but I think Robin already had already had telekinesis. Ah, got it. Yeah. Okay. Robin being the Kirk Douglas's son. And the only reason I remember that, because that was the first movie I ever saw where someone my age was named Robin. Because that's I, my name. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Everyone thinks it's Robert. I called actually... you Robin on episode one. Oh, yes. I said Robin Graydon. And right. and I remember <laughs> my fellow co-hosts yeah. here saying, why are you calling him Robin? I and didn't know. At that moment, I shut up because I said, oh, maybe he <laughs> yeah. doesn't like to be called I don't, Robin I anymore. don't normally go. I go by Rob Graydon just yeah. because it's easier and it's... Um... It's it just brings back memories of me being beaten up to the the while the kids are singing Rock and Robin by the. Oh, uh, well, that so, makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of so sense. I just yeah, literally doing it and punching me. Oh God. Um, yeah. So uh, and then making me go tweet. They would literally go all the little birds on Chamber Street love to hear the Robin sing, and I'm like tweet tweet tweet. tweet. Oh. And they just start beating the shit out of me. Oh my God, so, Jesus. <laughs> Who's trauma dumping now? Jesus. I know. I know. I I won't have anything to say to my therapist tomorrow. Oh, my God. So, all right. Anyway, but nonetheless, (laughs) getting back to strange behavior. What's the trivia? Uh, Oh, Yes, Robin, filled us in. Yes, I will. While you open that up, yeah, I was thinking about Slasher Smash as I was watching. I'm like, this one's in college. This one's in college. We could do adults only too, yeah. like uh, adult characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking That's too. Was until thinking. you get to Jennifer's body, and then it's like just Bill Fogerbachy. Yeah, but yeah. See, Jennifer's body, it's like we all know everybody was of age making that movie, right? True. Like, whereas like faculty, I'm like, I, I don't, don't know. I can't confidently Elijah tell Wood it. and Josh no, Hartnett he, they were look young. Like children. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to play that game. So we'll just play the teachers for, exactly. for, yeah. for, exactly. for I'm going the to faculty. Excuse myself from the next two films. Okay, I think we can do it with this one. Like, I will not college. recuse myself. I will smash yeah. across the board. No, okay. we can we can do it. <laughs> uh, so the mask that's being worn uh, is Tor Johnson's. The reason for, I guess, Lou Christie's song "Lightning Strikes," which is the zany song that they'll that they're all doing the dance, yeah. dance to, uh, played during the offbeat party scene. <laughs> That's a way to describe it. Uh, because it was Bill Condon's favorite song at that time. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, yeah. So the somehow, soundtrack, they got, somehow they got the rights to that. Yeah. The soundtrack did not suck. They had the yeah. birthday party in there, which was Nick Cave's first band. Right. Ooh. And the uh, the opening song, I forgot what it was, but it was by, um, uh, it, I mean, it was it was new wave stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. There. Yeah. It right. wasn't like they got, so this fellow hired American actors. 
He flew them all over. Yeah. He bought rights to right. legitimate movies, and oh, he forgot to get a decent director of photography yeah. and a guy who could write a good script. Yeah. Well, you know. And yeah, and, and in that party, actually, and, and it's—I don't even know if it's in here—but all the kids in that uh, costumes, all their costumes were '70s and '60s TV shows. Oh yep. yeah, so okay. They were, yeah, they were dressed. I as recognized a few. They were yeah. Mm -hmm. as, um, a bunch of different things. Yeah. Uh, the monsters. Yeah, oh, so, didn't notice. Uh, yeah, I noticed. Like I think like and Batman and Robin. Batman. Yeah, I remember yeah. Robin. Maybe some Flintstones. Maybe did I see a Flintstones? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that was cute. But they're, yeah, they're all dressed, to, and for some odd reason, then Tor Johnson was there. But, yeah. but again, if it was a little campier, yeah, they would have mm -hmm. lit them better. Would have made them a little bit more, you know, upfront. It just right. felt like they found these things lying around. The whole film felt like they found stuff lying around. Right. It found. It felt like a Godspell. Right. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like, this... I, well, I'm a Jesus Christ superstar guy, so. Sonia is, ha Godspell is how I got my stage name. I know, right. I know, I know. But, but I, I get it. God, I know Godspell is the Superman shirt and rainbow suspenders. I get yeah, it. it. I get it. Like, hey, I get it. I get it. up some stuff and, and make, make a, do a The music is so good, though. I, I love the crap out of that show. Right? Yeah. yeah. You hate Godspell? Oh fuck you! I told you about the time I accident. I'll, I'll tell this off air with Godspell. But <laughs> oh, okay. It's a dumb story that's yeah. not worth being on air. Okay. So so make sure you remember. But I enjoy. Yeah, I Jesus enjoy Christ Godspell. I like them I both. Love Jesus it's Christ like Superstar too. Like Zeppelin guy or your Donny no. Osmond guy. Guess Sedeme no. is one of my favorite songs ever. Oh written. god, <laughs> yes. That's how I. That's how I see it. You're either Led Zeppelin or Donny Osmond. Yes. What the wait? What, what did I wait? We've been talking over each other. What? Just, what? Isn't there? Aren't there quite a number of bands in between those two things? Not in my opinion. Oh no. my god. All, of, it's, all it's, of the bands are in between there. Jesus Christ Superstar is Led Zeppelin and Godspell is Donny Osmond. In my view. Absolutely That's not. No. And you can like both, you know. It's I, not impossible. No, I, look, no, and, I, I, and I know you're, 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 you know, you are a theater person. So yeah. I, you, you speak from a different right. perspective. Whereas to me, Godspell was just not yeah. my cup of tea. So much like At Midnight I Will Take Your Soul, which was the first horror film to be <coughs> shot in Brazil. Mm -hmm. uh, strange behavior. And, and I also just wanted to correct also just what Joe was saying. Not, not, not to be careful, just for... So that we're specific here and and uh, for the our audience, this was the first horror film shot in New Zealand. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Oh I, no, you, know, I you confused. Myself, I wanted to say New Zealand. Yeah. But I said to myself, no, I think this is Australia because he's like, yeah, I which, New Zealand right. didn't really come to right. Yeah, but like whatever. the reason why I said that is because that opened the door then to a lot of Peter Jackson's films. Mm. Yes. Which is like you know Meet the Feebles and all those you know all the it things. It felt that, like <laughs> very early Peter Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. certain areas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, his his films were way more. They were way closer to. Peter Jackson's films were spawned essentially from Evil Dead Two, you know he yeah. was he yeah. continued the splash yeah, yeah. Uh, genre yeah from from that from that film, um, which is why I could never get into Peter Jackson's early stuff. Oh really? Oh, I it's so it. much I know, fun. I, I, yeah. Again, here I am between yeah. Godspell and my dislike of Peter Jackson's earlier works. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a pariah, but I, I, I don't... So Dead Alive was the Donny uh. Osmond of horror films? Uh, no, that was <laughs> the capacity of uh, horror films. Oh my films. god, okay. That's, you know, right. Actually, you know what? To me, Dead Alive, let's give it a little bit more credit. Uh, it was the Peter Frampton of horror films. Okay. So Is that not, a compliment? I can't quite, tell if that's a compliment. Not quite Donny Osmond, but wait, not wait, Led Zeppelin. Wait, not quite Donny Osmond? Wait, but Peter not, Frampton was not quite Donny Osmond? Peter Frampton was a very talented talented guitar player and singer. Yeah. But 
He ain't Led Zeppelin. No, okay. no, no, no. What are you talking about? about? What I'm saying is you said he's not quite Donny Osmond, which right. means he's now below Donny Osmond. Oh, no, 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 no. When I see not quite as bad as Donny Osmond, that's what I meant. Oh, my so God. Okay. If you look at this like a Sony color is spectrum, so confused. If you look at this like a scale from 1 to 10, okay? 11 being Led Zeppelin. Right. This um, one goes to 11. Zero being Donny Osmond, okay? Right. Cool. Peter Frampton, in my opinion, is like a 4. Oh my God! Okay. So to me, Peter Jackson's in the so full. so dead alive is the Peter Frampton. Peter of Frampton of New Zealand horror of, films. Of, right, exactly. Okay, right. Well, that I'm... is an insanely, insanely specific chart. Goodbye, all three viewers that we have. <laughs> yeah, it was nice yeah. knowing you. Yeah, Peter yeah. Jackson did go on to do better things. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, it was nice not knowing you, New Zealand audience. So, my director Michael Laughlin was also an avid Coca-Cola drinker, which is why there's so much fucking Coca-Cola in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was, and unfortunately, he should have been using uh, another form of Coke to maybe get some uh, yeah. energy in that Jesus. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so the guy it who played... 80s. It was the 80s, yeah. 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 The guy who played Dr. Lestrange never needed to do retakes because he memorized all his lines. That's a fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Did everybody else in the cast that, not give enough of a question, fuck? I think that's the question that comes up. To be honest, everyone I, else it, is like, "You, you sat and read this." Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Oh, okay. I, that's another comment I forgot to make. It yeah. did feel almost like everyone was saying, "Well, I, I don't remember what the lines were, but I know what I'm supposed to kind of yeah, say, so I, I'm going to kind of say it." Just going to wing my way wow. through. Yeah. yeah, that's what it felt like. Are we done? Do we finish uh, the scene? No. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Peter Brady, which is the name of um, D- uh, Daniel Schur's character, Bill Condon named him that because that was his childhood friend, not um, the middle brother from the Brady Bunch. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Because that, because it seems almost like that, like they're, if they're going for a middle American name, right, that's right. sort of a name they chose, but that wasn't the case. It just happened uh, to be right, his friend. Exactly. Um, I don't have it down here. However, I will say. Oh, Klaus Kinski turned down the role of Doctor Lestrange, which would have been fucking amazing to see Klaus Kinski. That do would that. have transcended the film. Yeah. So wow. Um, yeah. So, so which what is not here? Um, <coughs> oh, it's also the first film that is considered osploitation, which later became splatstick because it's just because of Peter Jackson, the guy, the main character. I'm guessing he's the main character because he comes and goes also. But uh, D- Daniel Scher, who plays Peter Brady. If you don't recognize him in this movie, you will recognize him as the cowboy, as Billy the Kid from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, which is kind of how I know him. I know yeah. him. Oh, that's the guy from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, okay. We yeah. should start wrapping, slashing, slashing, and smashing. Uh, let's do that. Let's let let's end right. this. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this has been a particularly long episode too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Michael Murphy. Uh, John Brady. Was that the, the, dad. the dad? The dad. The dad. Oh, Smash. Yeah. By the way, why did he just decide yeah. to yeah, suddenly wear glasses at the end? It just occurred to him. He's like, oh, I gotta get my gun now. and my glasses. Because he's smarter now. Oh, I see. Yeah. He, okay. he wised up. <laughs> uh, Louise Fletcher. Barbara. Oh. I gotta slash. I just, yeah. see, I just see Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I would smash if she was just giving me meds constantly. And forcing me to take it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Your dad's into some freaky shit, man. Uh, yeah. You know, don't kink shame yeah. your dad. <laughs> that's my kink shame, being force fed calm medication. That's crazy you don't hear often. Don't kink shame your dad. Yeah, I was just, I like was just. Sit around uh, the dinner table. Yeah. Now don't kink shame now don't, your dad. Don't kink shame your dad now.
Oh my god. Right? If he wants to be force fed medication, let him do that. Eat your vegetables. Eat your and vegetables. Don't kink shame your dad. Don't kink shame your dad. I'm going to force feed him some medication. You just sit there and talk about your, sh- your, sh- your little shows. Your little shows. <laughs> I- I'm- watch your stories. All right. Josh. <laughs> Josh. You're, you're good? Dan Shore. Smash or slash. Dan. Oh, was it... Dan Peter. Peter Britt, yeah. Uh, he kind of, I don't know, he annoyed me. Yeah. Slash. He had a weird look, Slash. Uh, I, you know, to his credit, I know it's still, still slashing and smashing, but to his credit, when he, and and this is maybe a nod to what little makeup was in the damn film. <laughs> so I'm looking at your face, you're like, please, can we end this? Yeah. <laughs> but oh he he did really pull off the whole, I am sick and yes. I'm not myself. Yeah. Yes. Look, so, all right, I'll shut yeah. up now. <laughs> so. Fiona Lewis. Smash. Oh, smash. 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 Fuck smash. out yeah. of her. Smash, mommy. There's yeah. not too many. Uh, Doctor Lassange. Uh, I can't tell with uh, with or without the rubber prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. Slash. slash. I'm slashing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Lassange. Sorry. Um, who else did we have here? Caroline. Um, who was Caroline? Was it the girlfriend? That was the the. Uh, I, I don't the know. I'm just looking. Girlfriend. Probably right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sure. I'd, Why I'd not? Smash sure. I'd smash. smash. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh. There's not too many. Mark McClure. There's Mark McClure. Mark McClure. Is Mark related to Doug McClure? It is his son. No shit. Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, oh my wait, God. let me double check that because I'm almost positive that's okay. the case. Hold on just one second because well, I wanted there's to, a deep cut. I wanted to double check that because I Thank I you, Mystery Science Theater. The wait a minute. He's fucking he's he's Marty McFly's brother? Yes, that is correct. I'm a massive Superman fan, and I never knew that he was fucking Marty McFly's brother. That is correct. You learn new fucking things every day. Marty McFly's br- b- b- combo. He, no. he is. He is. <laughs> he's. He is. He's fucking Marty McFly. <laughs> fucking was a was an adverb, <laughs> not oh, a thank you. not an a, uh, not a. Thank you. I heard it as I was. A... As I was he looking was not up fucking Marty McFly's brother. He was <laughs> Marty McFly's brother. <laughs> Marty McFly's fucking brother. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah his okay. fucking brother. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, I think that's everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. Hello, McFly. Hello, McFly. Oh god, <laughs> that's Jesus fucked Christ. up. Jeez. Oh my god. <sighs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, no. Here we go. Uh, it... No relation to. Doug oh, McClure. okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah. It's actually quite specific in his IMDb. Oh, okay. And right. we'll let's call, get that we'll, a lot then. We will call it that. Oh wait, no. How about Charles Lane? Charles, Charles Lane. Lane. Yeah, old as shit, Charles <laughs> Lane. Oh, God. Old as fuck, Charles R. Lane. R.I.P., sir. Hey, no. maybe some of that longevity would rub stop, off. Stop, oh my God. No. stop, oh my God. stop. Well, thank you all for... <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh... <laughs> that's another episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Stabby Road Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on all our uh, uh, everywhere uh, social media, which includes Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X. Nope. And <laughs> nope. Twitter. I refuse. And Twitter. Yep. And Twitter. 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 And don't forget to like and follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel. On behalf of everyone here, my name is Rob Graydon. I'm not Doug McClure's son. I'm Sonia Harcourt. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, and thank, thank you, you for taking this long walk with We're going to get the fat ones. Disguise these nuts. Don't kink shame your dad. The Stabby Road Podcast is a production of Fourth Castle Micromedia. Copyright 2023. Production facilities provided by Eric Todd Photography, LLC. See you next week.